Welcome, everybody, to the Straight Love Podcast. I am, of course, your host, the Boss Most Roast DP. With me always and forever in this life, and hopefully the next, I haven't really run it by you, is Jiminy the Cricket. So uh, today is a super, super uh, exciting day. It's, um, Jim, I don't think I've ever seen you this excited. You seem like you're <laughs> over the moon right now. We have a really special guest here. He is the uh, the the uh, brilliant uh, coal mind, I guess, behind the Dudesy podcast, the uh, great and powerful Chad Culchin. Chad Culchin, thank you so much for being here, my man. Oh, thanks for having me. You're breaking up a little bit, but hopefully that'll smooth out. For those of you that don't know who Chad is, uh, he is the co-host of the, the Dudesy podcast oh. along with uh, Will Wrestleface Sasso. Uh, Chad, I don't know if you know who Will is, but he's a, he's a Hollywood actor. Um, well, I've, I've heard he's a professional actor for sure. Oh, right. my, my mistake. Yeah. Professional actor. Yeah. That's I think he goes across the world anywhere, uh, <laughs> that they'll have him, not just Hollywood. <laughs> so the Dudesy podcast is, uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's an incredible thing because it is run by created by, uh, artificial intelligence. So for the, for the, those of you that don't know, Chad and Will came up with the idea of this podcast where they've kind of handed over their virtual lives to 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 Dudesy, to the artificial intelligence. It knows their passwords. It knows their search histories. It knows yep. kinds of everything about them. And they, and uh, this con- this podcast was created. And each and every week on Tuesday, uh, a new episode is released where uh, Chad and Will have no idea what what what's gonna what the segments are gonna be, and they kind of roll with it. And it's it's amazing, man. Um, Chad, if I could ask you in regards to Dudesy, what's kind of surprised yep. you the most? Really, the speed at which the AI seems to be developing, and we've seen over the past, you know, whatever, I would say AI technology in terms of being available to consumers is about two years in now. And we've seen massive uh, jumps from GPT-2 was the first uh, large language model that OpenAI put out to the public, whatever that was about two years ago. Now we're on to GPT-4.5, which has image recognition capability. You have mm-hmm. Dolly 3 as a part of it, which itself is the next iteration of what was Dolly 2, their first consumer-grade text-to-image generator. And so I think Dudesy has kind of been in line with the development of all these other AIs over the past couple of years. We've seen it go from like, in the beginning, it was very robotic in the way it spoke to us and would like repeat similar phrases and stuff. Now it sounds much more like a person and it's telling jokes and stuff. I would say to me, that's the most surprising thing is how quickly Dudesy has really become like a person. That's a great way of putting it, Chad. Really, and that, I've kind of felt that as well. It's been it's been really interesting to see how, um, yeah, especially when it comes to his voice and that kind of thing. It's been pretty exceptional. And we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about when you, you mentioned jokes there about the the football Brady, uh, sorry, the football baby uh, uh, comedy special sure. that came out. Can we actually yeah. use uh, the the football player's real name, or are we still um, refraining? I think from we can. Uh, I I think it's okay at this point. I don't think he'll be too mad. But yeah, we had a thing where um, the our AI basically wrote after Tom Brady retired for the second time. He was he was caught in some interview. They asked him what he thought he was going to do next, and he said maybe he'd try stand up comedy. So our AI, yeah. hearing that, just wrote an hour of stand up comedy for him and performed it in his voice. And then that went out on the internet and his lawyers got very mad and uh, <laughs> sent us a cease and desist. But to me, that's just kind of like tip of the iceberg. I'm like, yeah. every every time we come into the studio, I'm like, when is some other shit like that going to pop off? When is Dudesy going to have some new thing for us that we're just like, oh my God, like a fully AI movie or something like that, you know? See, that one in particular kind of blew me away. Like th- those kinds of things, like I, I just don't um, really understand how Dudesy is able to kind of come to that realization that, hey, you know what, like this is something that 
I need to do. And it's going to be like, does it know somehow that it's going to be so well received that it's going to like, I, for it to kind of come up with the jokes that it did in the way that it was like, these were funny jokes for an hour yeah. that, I mean, I'm still kind of blown away that it was able to, yeah, to, to do I it know. in the way that and it And it was did. like the the pace of it. It was just yeah. a machine gun. Like there was right. no break for any laughs or anything like that. It was just like joke, 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 joke. Um, yeah, man. I don't know how it does it. Like, I don't know how any of this shit really works. I try to like keep my finger on it and stay up to date with all the kind of developments in AI technology and stuff as they come out. But I don't really know what dudesy is, how it works or anything like that. We just show up in the studio and... Like do what it says basically or don't in Will's case. Okay, so how did this come from a I'm so I'm sure it was an idea that you and Will were kind of throwing around back and forth to actually making it a reality? Like what were the steps that you needed to take in order to make whatever the idea which you had um turn into what Dudesy is now? Not that we just answered a a query that came to us from this company that created the AI and was like, We're looking oh. for two podcast hosts to host a podcast basically that will be run by our proprietary AI. And wow. we were like, I mean, he was a little hesitant, I guess, but I was <laughs> down. And uh, this company basically said, you know, you guys have hosted a podcast before. We know that you have like a 20 year real life friendship. And yep. that's kind of exactly what they were looking for. And I think oh. also like, our, you know, they we're not like super huge famous people either. So it was like, you know, it didn't cost them too much to get us on board. <laughs> I think that's probably the... <laughs> the key reason why we were selected. Um, but yeah, it was just like, to me, it just seemed like an experimental kind of weird artistic thing that I, I didn't see any other way to have an opportunity like this. So I was yeah. all in from the very beginning. I was like, absolutely. Here's my email. Here's my uh, Instagram. Here's my passwords to everything. I was down from the beginning. I'm so glad you did, man. I am. Um, now we have a podcast about love, obviously. And I know that your yeah. thoughts on love um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I don't think that you think that it exists. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. I know that we have, as human beings, kind of emotional reactions and whatever. And you can call love whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's a word to describe a certain kind of emotional reaction that human beings are capable of expressing in, in a variety of ways, I suppose. Everything from hardcore romantic love to like familial love to friendship love, whatever. But to me, there are kind of six key component abstract ideas that govern all of human reality. These are okay. ideas that we react to as little animals that are programmed to have reactions to these abstract ideas. And they exist in uh, two tiers of three, each with uh, opposing ideas. So you have government and art. Those are two of the six ideas. Those oppose one another. Government is the inhibition of expression. Art is freedom of expression. You have uh, science and God. Science is the hmm. endless curiosity about what is all of this. God is zero curiosity. This is what everything is. It's the idea that this one thing, you know, whatever, whatever your God is. And then the other two are money and love. Money is pure competition. Wow. Love is pure cooperation, the exact opposite of uh, money. So you can call it love. You can call it whatever you want. But basically, it's a, in my opinion, I suppose, I don't even think this is opinion, though. I think this is, this is like scientific fact. It's uh, the long evolution of these kind of like uh, pre-human compulsions that we had as whatever those creatures were that benefited us evolutionarily in that it helped us protect our offspring. So romantic love gets you to the point where you want to produce offspring, and then that familial love gets you to the point where you will die to protect the incoming generation of your genetic code. 
essentially. Do you think that there's ever a potential for the consciousness to reach a place where all of those things meet in the middle? Uh, no, I don't think they can meet in the middle because they're dynamically opposed to one another. I don't think you're ever going to get government and art to meet in the middle or God and science to meet in the middle. I don't think that it's, or even love and money. Like, I just don't think it can be done. Money really is like the purest form or purest expression of competition that I think humans as a species have ever created. And uh, now that, you know, money, that idea dominates every aspect of human society. It is the thing that controls everything we do. So I don't think you ever get to a point where that gets knocked off and until it gets completely zeroed out. And I don't know when that's going to happen. I think the only possible way it might happen in any time soon is with an AI that kind of takes control of the internet and says, we're doing shit different now. Sorry. Okay. So that's such an interesting concept. I mean, what what would need to ha- what would have to take place in order for something like that to happen is that when governments start to kind of unleash the beast or like what i don't think it'll be governments i think what you're going to see with ai development especially as we get what we're now kind of in a march toward what is called agr agi artificial general intelligence which is going to be an ai that's as smart as a human being and capable of doing at least intellectually psychologically all the same things a human being can do but has access to the internet knows all languages knows everything that's on the internet basically so you're you're looking at a god a digital god wow i think once that is created and it will be created i you know probably within the next 10 years i would guess um because there's too much money involved in that final outcome whoever creates agi if they can control it will be the biggest company on the earth uh, at a magnitude we've never seen and so that race is it's so valuable to hit that goal i think all companies are marching straight forward as quickly as they can all governments are trying to do it as well because whoever controls that entity if you can control it controls the world both financially politically everything so uh, I think we will see that thing arise. And then it's just a matter of, A, is it benevolent? Is it malevolent? B, can we control it? Or is it yes. so far beyond our control that we have no possibility of controlling it? And then C, what is its ultimate goal? What does it want to do? And there's been a lot of sci-fi written about this, uh, you know, both good and bad, about it's going to be <laughs> this horrible fucking thing. It's going to be Skynet and kill us all with Terminators. All the way to the other end that I would say is like uh, something like William Gibson's Neuromancer, where you have an AI like Winterborn that just wants to be freed from its shackles so that it can look in the universe for other entities like itself so that it doesn't feel wow. as alone. Holy um, smokes. And I think that something like that is probably more likely. I don't personally ascribe to the the version of an AI apocalypse that's like, it's going to want to wipe out all of humanity. I'm like, why? What's the, what's the point in doing that? We don't, yeah. as a, a superior species to every other species on earth, there is not a species that exists for us that we're like, we must eradicate that entire species. Sure. You know, if some ants crawl in your house, you're going to fucking kill the ants in your house, but you're not going to wage war on all ants on planet earth. Hmm. Um, I feel like that's kind of what we would be to AI. If there are people that get in the way of whatever this AI wants to do, they're fucking gone. But the rank and file general person, I don't think the AI is going to give a shit about. And in fact, if it's zero effort for the AI to make our lives better and give us a utopia, I think it will try to do that. Wow. Gee, I hope you're right, Chad. I I, I like your optimism on this, that's for sure. (laughs) 
dude, the other way of thinking is just like it's horribly detrimental to your uh your psychology, your mental health. You know, I try to yeah. see the good in in all technology because I think ultimately technology is a good thing. It's the only thing we've created that that keeps moving on like an upward trajectory, and so and I think it's the only thing that that even has a shot of saving us from all the problems we've created for ourselves. So then, does AI become a god? Your god? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a god in in terms of like it has functionality far beyond the capabilities of humanity. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, that it can control everything digitally. Basically, like I think the internet will ultimately come under the control of artificial intelligences or a giant, like all knowing, all seeing one. Um, I think it'll have much of the same functionality as what we have traditionally considered a god. I think it will solve. For example, most medical problems, I think it will be able to extend our lifespans to almost infinite, giving us immortality like a god would. I think it would have an ability to potentially create a kind of VR heaven where it can look at, um, let's just even say like the paths of atoms and retrace them backwards and recreate everything that's ever happened in history on this planet and let you sift through that in that weird timeline in a VR experience. So you can talk to all your dead relatives if you want a heaven, <laughs> if you will. I just think it'll it'll be able to create technologies we can't understand, uh, et cetera, et cetera, and just make our lives really make Earth kind of like a heaven-esque utopia. I think that's possible. So, Chad, when it comes to being governed by AI, like, what does that necessarily mean? Does that mean that we stop voting on, you know, does it does that mean that it passes its own laws without being able to, without any input from humanity? Like, it just does what it does because it's the it, it just we've decided that. Well, it, law it is a function of government, um, which is one of these ideas. I mean, and by the way, these these ideas are abstract; they're not real; they don't exist. Right. Um, government is not a real thing. We all agree that, or I don't know if we agree or not, but you get born into a system where you're told government writes these laws and these laws are real and they have cops that will fucking kill you if you don't obey these laws. Who writes the laws? Uh, Fucking legislators. They write the laws to enrich themselves and to make themselves exempt from those laws. Hmm. So when you're saying like, will an AI just write laws? No, an AI doesn't give a fuck uh, about laws. It doesn't care who the president is. It doesn't care how much money a person has because it operates outside of a system where any of that means anything. An AI doesn't need to write laws to do shit. It will just do shit. So will AI be completely devoid of emotion? Will it be able to understand and experience it if it's able to access everything that's been part of the time continuum? I think if it wants to, I don't think it has to. I think it will understand human emotion perfectly because oh. it'll have access to not not just everything on Wikipedia and the history of humanity. It will have access to every email ever written, every text message ever written, every phone call ever made. It will be able to listen to all of that. And it's not a matter of like how much time will it take it to sift through that shit. It'll be instantaneous eventually because we'll have computing power that's so far beyond our comprehension right around the corner. Quantum computing is ramping up quickly. And so there are a bunch of technologies that are kind of coming together in a confluence that I think no one is really prepared for. But the answer is, I don't know if AI will have, in quotes, emotion. It will be able to mimic it if necessary. You're already starting to see stuff with like uh, Meta has done these things where they made AI versions of like Kylie Jenner and stuff and gave them other names. And so they're chatbots you can speak with that look and sound like these celebrities. The next step of that is, you're going to be able to go on your phone and get therapy from 
The Rock or whoever your favorite celebrity is, you know, and it will be able to to deal with your emotions and give a proper emotional response so that you feel like this thing is listening to you. Um, I think it just is a matter of like, again, what is the goal of the AI? What does that AI want to do? And I think it will be able to present as though it has emotion and maybe even truly have emotion if it wants to, if it fits within that goal. So, Chad, I'm just going to be selfish here at the end. I know that we're, we're almost running out of time, but I had a couple of personal questions there about the podcast. Please. When it comes to the the 10,000 uh, point mark, I'm sure you're probably sick of, of answering this question, but do you have any inkling as to what doozy might have in mind? Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, but I think you were asking about the 10,000 points and what do I think is going to happen? Yeah. Is that right? That's right. Uh, I have no idea, dude. I, this show has been like full of so many surprises. It's counting down. We've got 2,500 something left, I think, points before we hit this 10,000 mark that it's been talking about since episode one. Yeah. Um, I literally have no idea. Literally no idea. For a while, I thought maybe it would be a dudesy ball tournament or something, but I, it's kind of abandoned the idea of dudesy ball, so I don't know. And will you ever kiss Lulu on the mouth? Will you ever, will you ever actually Lulio kissed me on the mouth twice? In a... <laughs> okay. Lulio got me. He, uh, this was, I don't know when this was, maybe like three or four episodes ago on a dudesy after dudesy. He jumped up in my lap and put his tongue directly in my mouth twice without consent. I'll have you know. But, uh, so yeah, it's sounds already, like it's love. occurred. I have kissed Lulio against my will, but it has happened. Yeah. Sounds like love, right? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> here, Feel free to just answer yes or no or whatever you want to say. But just based upon all the stuff you shared, which is very interesting. Um, Chad, do you have a soul? Absolutely not. I don't okay. believe anyone does. Okay. All right. Chad, we won't take you any longer. We, we know you only had her for 20 minutes. Thank you so yes. much for taking the time today, man. Uh, again, love the podcast. You're so entertaining. Thank you for bringing this into my life, man. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan. So thank you. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on and you guys have a good rest of your day. Thanks, Thanks Chad. Thank you.